trending news right now. Looking at what's happened in social media in the last 24 hours is uh, social commentator Drama joining us and uh, discussing that. Uh, happy Wednesday and a good morning to you, Drama. Hey, good morning, Asa. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm sound awake and also can't wait for that Brenda Fassi track that you're going to play for us. <laughs> yes, we will play that. And you're always great <laughs> to, to talk to because, I mean, all you guys are just amazing, our team members in terms of social commentators. How was your uh, day yesterday? How did it end? Uh, it was fantastic. Actually, it ended uh, quite well. I mean, uh, there was also an asteroid that was spotted in the sky. So that was actually quite stunning to observe as well. What was spotted in the sky? Yeah, an asteroid. How come I don't know about this? Okay, I'm not um, a, I guess I'm not a social commentator. That's why I have you <laughs> to help with that. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah, it's stunning. It was spotted mostly uh, around the, the uh, Tuane area as well. But, uh, you know, it was obviously detected about a few days ago. There's actually been a few. On Sunday, there was one. And I think uh, five days ago as well, there was another one that, uh, you know, just passed through the s crust as well. Oh, okay. All right, then. Let's uh, talk uh, unemployment first. It's part of our poll question today. We're asking what can we do uh, or how do we make the economy more inclusive for our young people? Stats SA releasing the second quarterly labor force survey for 2021. And uh, unemployment is concentrated among the youth and the black African population. Uh, Tell us about these figures. Sure. Also, so obviously, as you mentioned, that status released the uh, quarterly labor force survey for the second quarter. That was yesterday. Now, the unemployment rate in South Africa has hit a high of uh, about 34.4%. Uh, That's us, uh, about 7.8 million unemployed folks in South Africa, right? Mm. Now, if you do remember that, um, you know, previously it was on 32.6, which means that 7.2 million were unemployed. But now, Asa, apart from that, there's the expanded unemployment. Now, these are the folks that are discouraged from seeking work. Now, that has also increased, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I suspect these are folks that obviously either you don't have a metric, either you don't have experience, or you have a comorbidities as well, or any other thing that might be happening. That has increased with 1.2 points at 244.4% as well, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this is making it the highest unemployment rate recorded since 2000. 2008, with Eastern Cape, recorded the highest at 47.1%, with the unemployment expanded that side at 53% as well. So mm-hmm. that's what uh, that's how it's looking like. Majority of Eastern Cape uh, residents, though, are not actually in the Eastern Cape. They're in Gauteng and the Western mm-hmm. Cape for search of better economic conditions and situations. I'm one of them. So do you think maybe that's why the Eastern Cape would record the highest unemployment rate? Because those people are employed in different parts of the province. I would hope that Stats SA is able to at least detect that. Um, I wasn't actually, you know, you actually just opened up uh, something here for me. I really would hope that Stats SA would be able to record that if they say the Eastern Cape, then they should be staying around the Eastern Cape, right? Mm-hmm. However, Asa, now, uh, they've also broken it down to, like, the different races that we have with black people coming in at number one, obviously, uh, there with 38.2%, colors uh, at 28.5%, with Indians coming through at 19 
13.5% and uh, the, the white minority coming to 8.6%, right? Mm-hmm. And even further, broken it down to basic income in South Africa as well. So, you know, I would hope that Stats SA um, has, has it on par with regards to having, you know, each and every city correct. Um, and now, uh, since, you know, we're wrapping up, uh, 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 you know, Women's Month, black African women are the most vulnerable as uh, at 41%. So it really is sad to see it happening, and I'm hoping that it'll be, I don't know, somehow fixed at some point. However, there are mm-hmm. some comments on, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Norm Sengwing is saying that the increase observed is sadly caused by the ripple effect of looting. I know uh, one of the listeners also mentioned that part. Um, and at Big Costa uh, mentioned a few hours ago that we need uh, to blame the private sector. I don't know why. It is their responsibility to create jobs, not the government. So obviously everybody is saying just their views on social media. Uh, you know, some are saying, uh, you know, is it, you know, the government at the moment? What is going on? Of course, there will be varying accounts in terms of what people think. But which industries mm. were, were hardest uh, hit? I'm not so certain, answer. I wasn't uh, quite sure regarding that. But obviously, when it comes to unemployment in South Africa, I would suspect that obviously the arts would take a toll on this. Yeah. And uh, I'm suspecting also the fact that, uh, you know, we had recessions happening and recurring in the country and now having a, a you know, a, a lockdown, uh, you know, we're hit by a hard lockdown and uh, it kept obviously recurring itself as well. So the arts always uh, uh, takes a toll in all of this. And uh, there's so many artists out there that are depressed, that are, uh, you know, passing away as well because of this depression. Yeah, men still more likely to be paid in employment, or paid more even than women, as you say, uh, African black women being the most vulnerable in that. I don't know when that will change. What do you think then the impact has been of the pandemic as well as, you know, fund mismanagement and corruption that has literally every story, every week there's a new story in 2021 of uh, corruption. Uh, How do you think that has impacted this whole situation? Look, uh, as I saw, you know, with the state capture happening that, uh, you know, uh, I mean, a lot of rants are being spilled out there. And it's sad to see it happening. I mean, from the looting, you know, to the, uh, I'm talking the looting now with regards to the malls, yes. the looting with regards to the government, looting some funding. I mean, some of this funding beautifully could have went to youth unemployment, literally to sort of try and see how you can create jobs. I'm talking now. I'm seeing a rise in uh, the uh, take-a-lot drivers, the Mr. Delivery drivers, which is actually quite stunning when you're seeing uh, some of the youth that have cars you know, at their homes that are really trying to see whether they can be employed there uh, by Mr. Delivery, where they're making at least money every week for themselves and their families as well. I wish there could be more and more of uh, you know, such employment as well happening. You know? I-, I mean, with, with regards to what the government is-, is doing and what had happened, it seems that we don't have a hand in it. We don't have... you know. A say in it. There's nothing that we can do about it because they are sitting there, they have been doing it, they are still doing it, and it's seemingly they will still keep doing it. Student exchange programs with international companies and countries, do you think that could help? I suspect that could help. I mean, that is sort of how it has been helping for quite some time to have some of the students in South Africa, you know, uh, uh, gaining experience overseas. I'll take it back to the author again just a moment, mm-hmm. uh, as a, where you have opera singers that are going overseas to try and see if, you know, they can get something happening. I'm talking with the likes of Priti and Andy Swamakana. Uh, you know, I'm talking about, uh, you know, a few of them that are trying their best at least to see if they can, you know, try and do something overseas with these, uh, ex- you know, exchanging uh, 
uh, you know, of students. And uh, perhaps that could also help out. But now what happens to the youth that is not in schools, the youth that finishes high school or doesn't even complete high school and are still staying in the township? Mm, okay, let's talk hashtag Gantler now. Uh, Zuma Foundation is calling for donations to pay for legal fees. So the foundation is saying that the former president is not rich. In fact, he's swimming in debt. This story is quite sad, Asa. When it came out, I wasn't really sure. I actually thought it was a hoax because I'm thinking to myself... It would sound like it, yeah. Yeah, it did sound like it because you're thinking to yourself, I mean, mean, a lot of South Africans are talking about how do we pay for someone who has cases of corruption and, you know, state capture as well, right? So what happened is that uh, the the foundation released a statement, right, Mm -hmm. and has mentioned that dear people of South Africa and the world, please lend a helping hand, basically. They humbly request for donations to support to help cover the legal fees of, uh, you know, of their patron, that is uh, Mr. Jacob Zuma. Now, the foundation spokesperson asked, Mzwamani said that in South Africa, everyone is presumed innocent until proven guilty. Everyone that has, uh, you know, uh, that kind of concern is disrespecting the Constitution. That was a quote from him. Mm-hmm. Now, could, could this, Asa, be another uh, type of strategy, you know, whereas they make him look like he really doesn't have money? So then he can, you know, be felt sorry for, or what is it exactly? Or really does he not have, you know, this money? What it really is happening? And, I mean, more specifically, 16 million rand has to come out of him for his legal fees. The High Court has sure. ruled for that uh, corruption trial with that French arms dealer. The foundation is calling both South African and international investors or business people or individuals. Do you think that the international community is more likely to respond positively on this issue than the South African public? No, definitely not. I mean, already you have the BCC and, uh, you know, CNN reporting, uh, you know, negatively on, on the situation. And there's been for many years, obviously, when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, the uh, former president, Jacob Zuma. So uh, this, for me, is another um, sad PR for South Africa, certainly. Uh, because, really, it's, it's like in a community where there's a criminal that has been implicated in something, and all of a sudden, we, as the entire community of Orlando East, or wherever the case may be, have to now cough up 50 rands at each house to have him, you know, out of prison. You know, I understand that at the moment, you know, it's still an ongoing uh, prosecution. But, uh, you know, it's, for me, it's like, but why is, is it happening? How are we, why, how are they asking for money? What had happened to the money that, uh, you know, they had said that he has? And, uh, you know, if, if this at all is true, Asa, then it is quite sad, you know, for the Zuma family as a whole, as well, that they do not have money to pay these legal fees. We need to take a short break. Please just stay with us. A drama, a social uh, comment, uh, a social commentator, rather, discussing social media trends in the last 24 hours. This is uh, Trending Topics. It's- <laughs> well, there we go. I mean, there you have it. He's <laughs> quite excited for <laughs> He's quite excited for his breaking show, hey. Okay. All right. Mm. Coming back to uh, Trending Topics. Zambia. Yep. We're talking the inauguration of Hakainde Hichilema there in uh, Lusaka, Zambia's seventh president, uh, who did not give up eh? after six campaigns, even being arrested at some stage. This is one mm. man who did not take no for an answer.
Yeah, he made sure of it. As obviously the inauguration happened yesterday, as he was sworn in as the seventh Republican president. Like you said, he contested, you know, previously in elections 2016, 2008, 11, 2015, 16, and finally, you know, he won with 59 percent of the votes. So, uh, and also the voters turned out this year was about 71 percent as well. So, it was actually quite uh, a, a move to see and to have uh, our own president as well. So, a video of our president. Uh, you know, going to him, and you could hear in the audio just a little bit. I was eavesdropping on the video where mm-hmm. our president spoke about uh, how you know they need uh, sort of a reform and how they're going to be working together. And I'm hoping it wasn't one of those uh, you know celebrity showman's type of talks, and it really certainly uh, really happened. However, on social media, um, uh, you know, uh, Musi Maiman has said, "What a moment in history! We'll have more of these moments in Africa. The winds of change are blowing." Congratulations once again to my friend, and that's at uh, H Hichilema. Uh, you know, to the UP and DZM, as that, and, and uh, to the people of Zambia on this new chapter. So everyone is talking about a new dawn. Asa, I mean, even himself, the president, um, if you follow him on Twitter at HHLema, said a new dawn in Zambia. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of folks on social media as well spoke about just because you know this is a businessman and he's coming in, uh, you know, with, with the hot water as well. Uh, you know, we, we shouldn't be so excited about Zambia. Obviously, uh, you know, with the president uh, having to be taking the. the public uh, further as well so we'll wait and see how it goes with the months that are coming and that new dawn and winds of change are exactly that he's a businessman so he's focused on the country's economy in terms of where his head space is at as opposed to his predecessor uh, edgar lungu with his law and military background and who was more about you know targeting the 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 poor Mm, yeah, and I mean, you, you you know, it's always such a, a, a dilemma when it comes to change in, uh, you know, positions. And, you know, I, I think let's not compare it to either if someone, you know, is a businessman or they've got, I mean, everyone else has got their smaller and skeletons. And I'm just really hoping, Asa, that it really does become a new dawn. It really does become, you know, quite something stunning. I mean, the young people of Zambia, as well, they were there out, uh, you know, at the uh, stadium, also flexing and saying that talk is cheap, we took it to the polls. And I'm hoping that, you know, them themselves, they'll, they'll be able to at least, uh, you know, get their new dawn, as mentioned. Yeah, at least, I mean, there is development in terms of leadership because we look at the different focus areas, as I said, Edgar Lungu's uh, legacy, maybe we can say, was that of uh, fighting or championing for the poor and, uh, you know, women and human rights as well. He appointed... Inongewina as Zambia's first female vice president back in 2015 and uh, commuted death sentences of over 300 prisoners, saying that there was also overcrowding in prisons and this was a humanitarian issue. And before him, Michael Sata, who comes from a police training background and trade unionism, uh, who was more about building infrastructure. So there's development now if... uh, Hichilema is saying that he's now focusing on the economy. At least it's different leaders, even though there's commonalities, but they, they're bringing different things to Zambia. Completely, completely. And and as I said, you know, as I, I'm hoping that at least he's now focusing more into the technicality of it all, you know, and that is quite amazing to have it, uh, you know, seen on social media. Mzwane Lemanyi, in actual fact, was just comparing Zambia to South Africa here, say that Mr. President-elect perhaps call yours a real new dawn. In South Africa, our new dawn has been nothing but a nightmare for most. Inequality increased, 
country debt to GDP went south, unemployment skyrocketed, uh, PPE funds got looted, vaccination deadlines missed, etc., etc. as well. So there's always be politics with regards to, you know, inaugurations, there will always be politics with regards to, you know, a new government coming into the system. Uh, so uh, as, as I said, Asa, we wait and see the coming few months and years how it's going to be. What do you make of his humble beginnings, Hichilema? Coming from a village, receiving a scholarship for his studies. I mean, he's got a BA in economics and business admin, and he's obviously achieved a lot to be one of Zambia's wealthiest men. What do you make of that, maybe, and how it speaks to his resilience? I mean, we were saying just now, he's a man who does not give up. Six campaigns Mm. later, and also a charge of treason before in 2017. (laughs) He is uh, quite a resilient man. How does that speak into his resilience, in your thoughts, though? I, I suspect the fact that, uh, so, you know, uh, obviously then the young people of uh, of Zambia, as I think a lot of them were wearing those T-shirts that are written that, uh, you know, we were, we didn't make so much noise. We took it to the polls. So obviously then they're inspired by him. They're inspired by by his resilient spirit. They're really inspired by, you know, his humble beginnings. And uh, as I said, I'm hoping that it really is as legit as it looks like. And uh, he'll really stick into that type of mindset where he's obviously trying to, uh, you know, build and reform the country as a whole as well. Is business leadership the new and better leadership to political leadership? Uh, I beg your pardon? Is business leadership the new leadership and better in terms of comparing it to political leadership in your view? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really think it is. I mean, when it comes to at least if you have a, a leader that is more business, uh, you know, survey and has got at least people that are helping them out as well with regards to that. So, because, I mean, the world is run by finances, by money. I mean, if we've seen it. Mm. And it's great to at least have someone like that in the forefront who's business, you know, worthy, business survey, and they would understand how to run a country when it comes to that. However, without forgetting all the other nitty-gritties of how to run a country when you're on the ground. But it's good to always have an overflow of, uh, you know, someone who's a business you know survey who knows really how to uh, you know control the stats how to really uh, you know move the country forward with regards to uh, you know the financial you know sector of the entire country all right uh, on a similar note uh, jay-z's rock nation is another uh, individual there who inspires us business-wise so rock nation that u.s-based sports agency uh, owned by Jay-Z, signs Sharks fullback Apelele Fasi. That's great news. Mm. And he joins it's, a number of other, uh, you know, South Africans there. It's exciting, Asa. This is so exciting for me. I'm mm. so excited for Apelele Fasi, who's obviously not related to the, you know, to the Fasi family in South Africa. <laughs> um, you know, and he has signed to Rock Nation, as you mentioned, a company founded in 2008 by Jay-Z. He's not the CEO of the company, however, he's the founder of the company. Now, Apelelo obviously joined uh, Sports Stars uh, to be signed under Rock Nation uh, in the sporting division of Rock Nation. As we know that Rock Nation deals with music. It's got PR. It's got, uh, you know, quite a few divisions in it. And this sports division seemingly is the one that is rising so much. And what Jay-Z is doing, he's looking across the world to see who he can have, you know, in part of his team. I mean, Sia Colisi is, is, is there. Um, Chesson Corby is also there. And the Sharks teammate, Boom Corsi also, uh, you know, is in. So, Apelele Fasi is joining in beautiful sportscasters as well. I can't wait to see how it goes, yeah? 
Okay, so all the way from Kongle to Rock Nation, we congratulate him. Mm, we congratulate <laughs> him. I mean, Rock Nation sports president even was quoted as saying that Apelele is a natural fit into it. So obviously they looked at his record, they looked at what he, and you know how he plays, and 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 and, and. it's quite amazing. Now, Fasi has made his debut right against Georgia uh, this winter, where he scored his first international, uh, you know, a playoff uh, at the left wing. So he's committed to uh, Rock Nation is a natural fit themselves, the sports division, committed to professionalism, you know, uh, to growing players' um, hostility and helping as well, uh, helping them to make a difference in their communities. So it's, it's, it's so exciting to see Asa. It's very exciting. Let's end it on that exciting and inspiring note. We love it when we see our South Africans doing great on uh, yeah. different fronts, especially in the in the inter- international community. Hey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Drama. Your plans for today? Are you inviting you, me for, for a glass of wine? <laughs> Later. <laughs> you, know, you know what? That is going to be a book of my mind. I'll be sure to invite you as soon as possible. Okay. And we'll just be, uh, the two of us, we are, we'll make sure, we'll vaccinate it. We'll make sure we yes. social distance if there's other people. And it won't yes. be more than three or four of us, right? Oh, no, completely. In fact, let's do a social commentators gathering. Why don't we do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that'll be so fantastic with our masks on. That'll be great. (laughs) I love you guys so much. Enjoy your Wednesday. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bongani Drama, social commentator, discussing what's happened in social media in the last 24